Welcome to today's teaching. Dr. Ruth will focus on how Moses prepared for his impending death and how he successfully handed the baton to Joshua. Here is Dr. Ruth with the lesson. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Welcome to today's teaching. I am Dr. Ruth. I am feeling so blessed by the Lord with all of the rich knowledge I am gaining from the book of Deuteronomy. And boy, I hope that you have been learning a lot from the Lord as well. So we are down to the last four chapters of this excellent book. I lack the, the adjective to describe this phenomenal, exceptional teaching that Moses left for us here in the book of Deuteronomy. If you have your Bibles, open it to Deuteronomy chapter 31, or if you do not have your Bible, you can just listen. I begin with chapter 31, and the gist of this chapter is that we will learn about Joshua, who would be the one to succeed Moses. We had talked about that in previous chapters, and we would also learn about how the Lord would prophesy that in spite of everything that Moses had done, teaching the nation of Israel, his decrees, the Lord would prophesy that the Israelites would reject him and disobey him, which is quite unfortunate. So let us get right into it. I begin with Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 1. Then Moses went out and spoke these words to all Israel. Verse 2. I am now a hundred and twenty years old, and I am no longer able to lead you. The Lord has said to me, you shall not cross the Jordan. Verse 3. The Lord, your God himself, will cross over ahead of you. He will destroy these nations before you, and you will take possession of their land. Joshua also will cross over ahead of you, as the Lord said. And then in verses 4 and 5 there, Moses just went on to instill hope to the nation of Israel by reminding them that God had delivered the kings of Amorites into their hands and God would do the same by delivering the other nations in the promised land to the hands of the Israelites so they should not be afraid. That is exactly what he said in verse 5. The Lord will deliver them to you and you must do to them all that I have commanded you. And all that I have commanded you, we have gone over that over and over, meaning that demolish their uh, idolatry, altars, have no pity on them. Remember, the Lord will use the nation of Israel as the instrument to bring judgment upon those pagan nations in the um, Canaanites, Hittites, all those nations there because of their idolatry, pagan worship practices such as child sacrifice and other 
horrible demonic practices which we had already covered. So the nation of Israel would serve as God's instrument to bring his final judgment upon these pagan nations. So Moses is warning them when they get there, they should carry out his commandment and not to be afraid of them. Verse 6, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Verse 7, now uh, Moses would summon Joshua to come in the presence of the assembly of Israelites and to encourage him to be strong, okay, because he would be the one to lead the Israelites into the promised land. So Moses in verses 7 and 8 there, Moses just encouraged Joshua and reminding Joshua that God is going to go before him, that God would not forsake or leave him. So Joshua should take courage and Joshua should not be discouraged. That is what verses 7 and 8 are teaching. We come now to verse 9. Verses 9 all the way to verse 13. Moses would talk about the public reading of the law. You have to remember back then, like I said before, the Israelites did not have the word of God encased in a book called the Bible. So the only way they were exposed to the word of God is if someone was to read it to them. And we have also learned how the Lord gave them instructions to write the word of God in stones and to put it on their tassels and to put it on plaster. So that was how they had the word of God round and about them. So here Moses would give them instructions for the public reading of the laws of God because as we know the principle, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So Moses would insist that the word of God should be read aloud, okay, to the community every seven years, which is the year for uh, debt cancellation or the year of Jubilee. And he also wanted the children to hear the word of God being read aloud so they would be strengthened and be exposed to the truths found in the word of God, which is life. So let us take a look at some verses here. I come back to verse 9. So Moses wrote down this law and gave it to the Levitical priest who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord and to all the elders of Israel. Verse 10. Then Moses commanded them, at the end of every seven years in the year of canceling debt, during the festival of Tabernacle, when all Israel comes to appear before the Lord your God at the place he will choose, you shall read this law before them in their hearing. Just like what I was saying. And verse 12 went on to say that the assembly of people, including the men, women, children, and foreigners residing among the Israelites in their respective towns should all listen to the law. Okay? That way they could fear the Lord obey his decrees carefully and practice his word. In verse 13, 
Moses said, There are children who do not know this law must hear it and learn to fear the Lord your God as long as you live in the land you are crossing the Jordan. Here again, we see Moses emphasizing the importance of exposing children to the word of God, obviously at a very young age, so that they can walk in obedience and prosper. All right, so we come down to verse 14. Uh, verse 14 all the way to the end of this chapter would really just highlight how God would prophesy to Moses that the Israelites would reject him. Okay, so verse 14, the Lord said to Moses, now the day of your death is near. Call Joshua and present yourselves at the tent of meeting where I will commission him. So Moses and Joshua came and presented themselves at the tent of meeting. The Lord appeared, this is verse 15, at the tent in a pillar of cloud, and the cloud stood over the entrance to the tent. Again, a pillar of cloud, a theophany. We had talked about this. Verse 16, And the Lord said to Moses, You are going to rest with your ancestors, and these people will soon prostitute themselves to the foreign gods of the land they are entering. They will forsake me and break the covenant I made with them. So sad. Verse 17, And in that day I will become angry with them and forsake them. I will hide my face with them and they will be destroyed. So the Lord just went on to prophesy how the Israelites would reject him and that he would turn his back on them. He would not be available to them and as a result disaster and calamities would befall them and like i said in the previous chapters all of this happened and it came to pass so the rest of those verses there in verse 18 is saying the same thing that the lord would hide his face from them because of their wickedness and because they would forsake the lord so he would essentially forsake them likewise Glory to God, Jesus is Lord. I'm glad you are with me today, friends. As uh, you are listening to me and as you have been blessed, I want to ask you to bless us back with a financial donation so we can produce more of these Bible teachings to reach many, many more people because that is God's deepest desire so we can reach as many people as possible with this uh, message so their lives can be transformed so they can live as overcomers in Christ. Would you like to be a part of that by helping us with a financial donation? The Word of God teaches that whatever you give into His work, God will be certain to bless you back. Let me give you a scripture to stand on as you give into this ministry and you can be certain that God will bless you back. That scripture is Luke 6:38. It teaches give and it will be given to you. A good measure pressed down, shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. So as you give into God's work, God will be certain he blesses you back abundantly, exceedingly. And you would be partaking into God's work to advance the good news of Jesus Christ. So friend, would you open your heart to bless us back with a financial donation so we can join hands and together uh, advance God's work? 
Whatever you give into this ministry will go right back into this Bible teaching podcast so we can pay for studio time and produce more shows so we can reach many, many more people. So here is how you can give. Our safe and secure website is drruthtanyorg slash donate. Again, drruthtanyorg slash donate. It is safe and secure. You can donate from anywhere in the world. All you need is internet access to make a donation as you are led by the Lord. Or if you live here in the USA, you can donate through Zelle, and the telephone number is 909-501-9031. That number is 909-501-9031. We also receive donations through Cash App. The name there is the dollar sign, Dr. Ruth Tanyi. Again, for Cash App, the dollar sign, Dr. Ruth Tanyi. Friends, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your kind love donations into this ministry. And we pray in the name of Jesus that God, in his faithfulness, will bless you back abundantly, exceedingly. We thank you in advance. So enjoy today's teachings and be blessed. So the rest of those verses there in verse 18 is saying the same thing that the Lord would hide his face from them because of their wickedness and because they would forsake the Lord. So he would essentially forsake them likewise. Okay, remember, a covenant is a mutual agreement between two people. The covenant or the relationship between God and the nation of Israel was only as good if each person kept their end of the bargain. Okay, so we see how the Lord is saying that the Israelites would not keep their end of the bargain. And as a result, the covenant would not be uh, beneficial to them. So he would not provide his end of the covenant because they will forsake him first. Okay, we come to verse 19. Now write down this song. So what the Lord is going to do in the next few verses After he had prophesied to Moses that the nation of Israel would reject him, him, so God would give Moses specific instructions to write a song as a witness to the fact that the nation of Israel would reject him. That way, Moses would sing that song in the hearing of the entire assembly of the nation of Israel so they would hear it for themselves And by them hearing it, it would serve as a witness, so to speak, that this is what the Lord is saying. If you reject me, this is what will happen. We see God continuously through Moses telling them, if you reject me, this is what will happen. If you disobey me, this is what will happen. God is using various methodologies to tell them the same thing. We're going to learn how God will tell Moses to put it in a song. Okay. Before in uh, chapters 27 and 28, Moses was just explain, explaining to them. Moses even had them say amen to the curses. And now we hear or we are seeing the Lord asking Moses to write it in a song. Different ways of saying the same thing so these people could get it. Wow, but unfortunately, they still didn't get it. Mm. 
just like some people today, no matter what God does, no matter how we preach our hearts out, there are people that just won't obey God. And then when they start to suffer, they will they would go, well, why is God allowing this? Well, God does not allow anything if you did not allow it first. I'm talking about in regards to your disobedience. If you are going to disobey God, where well, God is going to allow problems to come upon you because you first disobeyed him. Okay? All right. Picking it up here. Verse 20, when I have brought them into the land flowing with milk and honey, the land I promised on oath to their ancestors, and when they eat, they feel and thrive, they will turn to other gods. So we see the Lord just saying that when these people become prosperous, they will abandon me, unfortunately. Verse 21, hmm. And when my disaster and calamities come on them, this song will testify against them because it will not be forgotten by their descendants. Exactly what I was just saying. God is so fair. God is so just that God is like, okay, I know you. I know you stiff-necked people. I know once you get there into the promised land and become prosperous, you would abandon me. But here is a song I'm going to inspire. I'm going to tell Moses to write, which will stand as a testimony or a witness against you. So you will know that I pre-warned you. Wow. Moving on here, still towards the end there of verse 21, I know what they are disposed to do. Even before I bring them into the land, I promised them on oath. Verse 22. So Moses wrote down this song that day and taught it to the Israelites. There is something happening here. Let's go back and reread the end of verse 21 there. I know what they are disposed to do even before I bring them into the land. I promised them on oath. Do you see God's faithfulness here? God knew that these people would abandon him. But God is still giving them endless opportunities for them to not disobey him. Just like today, God is so patient, so long-suffering, giving people endless, countless opportunities to repent. But people just won't do it. God is still giving the unbelievers endless, endless opportunities to repent but they are still rejecting God you see people have a choice God will never never force himself or force his will onto anyone he has given us a free will a choice so God is just heartbroken when we reject his way okay so Moses wrote down this song that day and taught it to the Israelites. I like the way the scripture said he taught it to them. That way they would know it from their heart. Verse 23, the Lord gave this command to Joshua, son of Nun, be strong and courageous, for you will bring the Israelites into the land I promised them on oath, and I myself will be with you. Isn't that assuring? Isn't that awesome? Just like God is telling us today. 
Don't be afraid of the enemy. I am with you. I am an ever-present help in times of trouble. Be encouraged. Do not be afraid. I will not leave or forsake you. Whatever mountain is standing in front of you. Imagine Joshua. Imagine the mountain that was in front of Joshua. Leading the nation of Israel into the promised land. But God is there encouraging him. Much like he is encouraging us today. With whatever problems we have. Or whatever task is ahead of us. We should be encouraged because God goes before us. God is there to help us go through it. Okay? Verse 24. After Moses finished writing in a book the words of this law from beginning to end, the words of this law pertaining to the book of Deuteronomy here, he gave this command to the Levites who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. Verse 26, take this book of the law and place it beside the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God. So he gave them. See, here we are seeing right here, <laughs> Moses is telling us himself that he wrote the book of Deuteronomy. We know that. And obviously, like I said at the beginning, the book of Deuteronomy is a restating of the entire law, okay, from the commandments that God gave Moses beginning in the book of Exodus until present. So this is, um, this has all of that. Okay. And there it will remain as a witness against you. That is a book of the law that he gave to the uh, Levites to uh, place right there at the Ark of the Covenant as a witness against the Israelites. 27. Uh, verse 27, for I know how rebellious and st stiff-necked you are if you have been rebellious against the Lord while I am still alive and with you. How much more will you rebel after I die? So true. Moses is also prophesying that these people mm, will not obey the Lord. Yet he is doing his best. Okay, just like when we are walking with unbelievers, when we are even ministering to other Christians who are just disobedient, we should never give up. We should never give up. We should never give up because God does not give up on no one until they take the last breath. Okay? Verse 28, assemble before me all the elders of your tribes and all your officials so that I can speak these words in their hearing and call the heavens and the earth to testify against them. He is referring to the song that the Lord had asked him to write. Verse 29, For I know that after my death you are sure to become utterly corrupt and to turn from the way I have commanded you. In days to come, disaster will fall on you because you will do evil in the sight of the Lord and arouse his anger by what your hands have made. Self-explanatory. So Moses have already told them to come forward. He would read the song that God told him to write to the Israelites. Even though he knew that they were a stiff-necked people, he would still do it. Prophesying that disaster will befall them. So that brings us right away into chapter 32, which is the song of Moses. Before I get into the song of Moses, which is essentially all of chapter 32 here. 
I will not go over this verse by verse, but let's just go over the uh, various components of this song, okay? Like I said earlier, God asked Moses to write this in a song form. Obviously, Moses was a songwriter. As a testimony or a witness against the Israelites of what will happen, okay? So this song is a prophecy, okay, from God to the nation of Israel, pre-warning them. Okay, number two, this song is like a testimony against the nation of Israel. And in this song, we will, again, learn about God's faithfulness. Again, in this song, we will learn about God's judgment. So God will use this song to just tell the nation of Israel that he has been faith, faithful to them. Okay, yet they will reject him and because of their rejection, his judgment will fall upon them. And when they repent, he will restore fellowship with them. So the same thing that we have been learning, except like I said earlier, we're going to learn the same thing, but in a song format. So that is the gist of chapter 32. So let me read here the first um, verse. So, verse 1 out of Deuteronomy chapter 32. Listen, you heavens, and I will speak. Hear, you earth, the words of my mouth. Let my teaching fall like rain, and my words descend like dew, like showers on new grass, like abundant rain on tender plants. Verse 3. I will proclaim the name of the Lord Oh, praise the greatness of our God, verse 4. He is the rock, his works are perfect, and all his ways are just. A faithful God who does no wrong, upright and just is he. Right away, as we are learning from this song, God's justice and faithfulness. Okay? Verse 5. They are corrupt and not his children. To their shame, they are a warped, and crooked generation. Verse 6. Is this the way you repay the Lord, you foolish and unwise people? Is he not your father, your creator, who made you and formed you? Oh my goodness. Isn't this um, ah, heart-wrenching? We see God saying that the Israelites are unwise because they would not obey him. Just like he is telling us today, when we choose to use our free will against the Lord, when we disobey the Lord, we are 100% unwise. Stupid. Because we are trying to be gods of our own lives. But God is our creator. So we see how the Lord is saying that these Israelites are stupid. Okay, because they are unwise to disobey him. He is their creator. He knows better, even though he had been faithful to them. Wow. So the rest of those verses there, verses 6 all the way to 9, is also talking about God's faithfulness to their ancestors. Okay? And uh, even verses 10 all the way to 13, highlighting God's faithfulness. Verse 14 all the way to 
verse 15, talking about God's provision for them, how God cared for them and would still care for them. But yet they made him jealous. They rejected him. That is out of verse 15 there. Out of verse 17, they sacrificed to false idols. This is amazing how Moses was writing this song as if actually it was happening at that time. But this was a prophecy that would happen and it did happen. Boy, it truly served as a testimony or a witness against the nation of Israel. So they, they would come back and reread this song and say to themselves, truly we disobeyed the Lord. This is this pain and suffering we are experiencing is because of our own fault and it is not because of God. Okay? Verse 18 is talking about how they deserted the rock, referring to the Lord. Mm. And as a result, his anger burned towards them. Verse 20, the Lord went on to say he will hide his face from them because of their disobedience. Oh, you perverse generation. Mm. Children who are unfaithful, that is out of verse 20. Mm. They made me jealous by what is no God and angered me with their worthless idols. That is verse 21. Wow. Verse 22, really all the way to, mm, I would say, verse, verse 33 is talking about the wrath of God. That will pour out on them because they would reject God because of their disobedience. Okay. Verse 23 talks about the calamity that would befall them. Verse 24 talks about the famine, the pestilence, the deadly plagues. Again, because they would have brought this upon themselves. God is just prophesying again, again, and again. Verse 26. He would scatter them. Wow. Wow. Verse 28 is pitiful. They are a nation without sense. There is no discernment in them. If only they were wise and would understand this and discern what their end will be. Oh my goodness. This is something that even us as Christians today would say to the unbelievers. If they can only discern their end, that the more they reject Christ or as they reject Christ, their end is hell. But they cannot perceive that. Even Christians who are living and practicing sin, if they can only discern that the enemy is killing them before their time. But, but when people are practicing sin, is Satan puts blinders in their souls. And they are unable to perceive it. But that breaks the heart of God. Just, we are, just like we are learning in this song. Oh my goodness. Look at verse 30. How could one man chase a thousand or two put 10,000 10, to fight unless their rock had sold them, unless the Lord had given them up? Again, God's omnipotence here in the lives of the uh, Israelites, how he is uh, enabling them to overcome fierce and powerful enemies. Wow. Ah, yeah, yeah. You can read the rest of those uh, verses on your own. Verses 36 all the way to verse 43 is talking about uh, God being the one who would bring revenge to people 
God as the avenger. You can read all of those uh, verses on your own. I come down to verse 44. Moses came with Joshua, son of Nun, and spoke all the words of this song in the hearing of the people. Verse 45. When Moses finished reciting all these words to all Israel, he said to them, Take to heart all the words I have solemnly declared to you this day, so that you may command your children to obey carefully all the words of this song. Verse 47. Powerful. They are not just idle words for you. They are your life. By them you will live long in the land you are crossing the Jordan to possess. Again, obedience foster life, prosperity in the lives of God's children. And again, we know that the word of God is life. That is what we see Moses emphasizing here, that these are not idle words. These are words from your creator, God himself. These words give life. The word of God is life. We know that and Jesus himself tells us that in the Gospels of John 6.63, the word of God is life. Okay, so we come to verses 48 to the end of this chapter, which is verse 52, which will talk about the death of Moses right there at Mount Nebo. Let's take a look at these verses. Verse 48, on that same day, the Lord told Moses, verse 49, go up into the Abarim ranch to Mount Nebo in Moab, across from Jericho and view Canaan, the land I am giving the Israelites as their own possession. Verse 50, there on the mountain that you have climbed, you will die and be gathered to your people, just as your brother Aaron died on Mount Or and was gathered to his people. Verse 51, this is because both of you broke faith with me in the presence of the Israelites at the waters of Meribah, Kadesh in the desert of Zin, and because you did not uphold my holiness among the Israelites. Verse 52, therefore, you will see the land only from a distance. You will not enter the land I am giving to the people of Israel. We know the story that because of Moses' disobedience to the Lord, we cover this in the book of Numbers. He struck the rock instead of speaking to the rock. That was a gross disobedience towards God in front of the entire assembly. God had to discipline him in a very severe and harsh way. He would not see the promised land which he had worked so hard for 40 years, which he had worked so hard to take the nation of Israel into. And I had said all over that no matter how faithful we are towards the things of God, no matter how much we love the Lord, God is just. When we as leaders disobey God, Hmm. God takes it seriously. God will discipline us, even among the best. God is just. God is no respecter of persons. If you disobey the Lord, whether or not you, you are a leader or just a Christian, 
there are consequences to disobedience. And we see Moses' consequence of that disobedience right here. He was unable to see the promised land, a land that he had worked so hard to get into. It breaks my heart, but God is just. Okay? So that brings us to the end of that chapter. Glory to God. Jesus is Lord. Friend, are you being blessed yet? I'm trusting God you are being blessed and encouraged by his word because the word of God never returns void. So friend, as you are being blessed, would you please send me an email to just let me know how these teachings are blessing you, encouraging you, and transforming your lives? Here is our email address, info at drruthtani.org. Again, that is info, I-N-F-O, at drruthtani.org. And I personally read all the emails sent to me. So I look forward to hearing from you how these teachings are blessing you. It will really encourage me and my uh, staff here at the ministry to know that uh, the Lord is using this to transform your lives. And also check us out on Facebook and on YouTube, uh, Dr. Ruth uh, Tanyi uh, Ministries, and I have other teachings there. And also sign up for my e-newsletters. Just visit our website, drruthtanyi.org. Just scroll down. You will see a box that says subscribe uh, to our email list. Just enter the best email address there. You will be subscribed. And we do send out e-newsletters once, sometimes twice a month. And in those uh, newsletters, we have Bible teachings as well. Uh, so there are many ways that uh, you can receive Bible teachings from us. So please stay connected uh, with us and continue to listen to these uh, podcast teachings and grow in God's Word. Before we go, I want to remind you to visit our website, drruthtanyi.org. That's D-R-R-U-T-H-T-A-N-Y-I dot O-R-G. And check out our event page and sign up for one or all of our upcoming events. While there, remember to subscribe to Dr. Ruth's monthly Bible teaching e-newsletters so you can start receiving more life-changing teachings. If Dr. Ruth's teachings are a blessing to you, we would like to know that. So would you please send us an email and let us know? Here is our email address, info at drruthtanyi.org. That's I-N-F-O at D-R-R-U-T-H-T-A-N-Y-I dot O-R-G. You can also find Dr. Ruth's simple and practical teachings on YouTube. Just search for Dr. Ruth Tanyi Ministries. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and watch Dr. Ruth's Bible teaching videos at your convenience 24-7. Remember to click the notification bell on YouTube after you subscribe. That way you will receive alerts when we upload more Bible teachings. I am Chris Horam, and may God's abundant blessings chase you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.